0: Hello and welcome to System Mastery, the podcast where we slowly gather power to blast a dead horse 45d6 damage at a time. This week we bring you a licensed game, one of our favorite subgenres, and the license in question? Well, not so much. We talk Dragon Ball Z, the surprisingly accurate RPG of yelling about power levels and gathering all the balls real close, just getting them all snug and collected. System Mastery.
1: There are a lot of what's up my butt challenge videos on YouTube. Well, yeah, I mean, it's because you don't have to prove it, right? I mean... Well, it's on YouTube. There's video.
0: Yeah, but it's video of a person standing there. It's not like it's a video of a butthole with a thing in
1: it. Uh, well, you don't know. You're not looking at what I'm looking at. You haven't seen what I've seen. (laughs) That's
0: true, but I'm going off what YouTube's, like, standards are, where my assumption is it's just a person standing there looking awkward and being like, you don't know what's up my butt, do you?
1: Oh, there's, like, a lot of special guests. They got, uh, they got Harley Mornstein from Epic Mealtime. I guess he's got something up his butt. It's probably bacon.
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, I have no idea what that is. I'm not a, uh, YouTube type uh, you person. you don't,
1: you don't care about the YouTubes or the youth of America. No,
0: man, I'm into the podcasting. I like it old-fashioned.
1: No, I like the new media. I'm one of the new media rock stars. Not me. Not if it involves having to get
0: people to guess what's in my butt. <laughs> I mean, huh. I think that's...
1: I mean, come on, we this... can do that. Let's let's play the what's in my butt challenge right here on right, the podcast.
0: All we'll right, we'll do it as a somewhat more classy affair. Pinkies up, gentlemen. <laughs> out, of, out of your butts and up. Oh, Sir Jonathan, take a guess as to what's in my butt. Is it poop?
1: Probably. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll need to have my butler check for me. Your butler? Yeah, you get it? No, you, I get it. No, it's... do you get it though? Yeah, no, I my, I am there. My my butler? No, I get it. It's different
0: from the person who checks for things in your vagina for you, your vaginaler. <laughs> I, I thought that's
1: who fought Batman.
0: No, that's the Ruddler. <laughs> he he commits Paul Rudd themed crimes.
1: <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Hey. hey. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, it's Dragon Ball Z? I thought it was Dragon Balls, and it was like hood.
0: <laughs> kind of like how that movie like Days
1: It was like Boys in the Hood. I thought it was like Dragon
0: Balls. Well, first of all, that that, uh, band is actually called Boy Z in the Hood. I'm surprised you didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Chef Boy Z in the Hood.
0: (laughs) So, okay. So, Dragon Ball Z, what kind of familiarity do you have with this license before we get into the RPG therein? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I watched all of the Frieza saga probably like three times, and that's mostly
0: it just the frieza's like not even the vegeta saga before the frieza saga
1: no i didn't watch any of the saiyan stuff before that i didn't really watch i didn't watch any of like the cell saga i didn't watch any of that bullshit i think it was basically just frieza and then i would catch random scattered episodes okay like i think i saw like four of the majin bu one
0: right so, I guess we should probably... Alright, so first of all, yes, we are doing a licensed game this week. It
1: is the Dragon Ball Z role-playing game. It is indeed, and it's uh, it's sort of weird. It's a company that apparently had some other RPG stuff and just managed to get this license.
0: Yeah, and they made a very simplified version of the game for this license. That's That's the impression I got. Although, honestly, they kept calling it the Fusion system that they use in this game. They're like... The, the rules therein are the Fusion system. And I was like, oh, okay, so it's proprietary. This was built by Dragon Ball Z for Dragon Ball Z because it's got Fusion mentioned in the title, and that was a thing on that show.
1: Yeah, except this really reads like someone's fan book. Like, this does not read like oh, someone yes. made a licensed game.
0: No. it's it, it, First of all, I guess we gotta get the name right. It's Dragon Ball Z, the animated, ad, or the anime adventure game. Yeah. And you're right. It It reads more like... I have this friend, Lauren, I've mentioned her on the show before because she runs like an anime store. Uh, And and she has these books that they sell in Japan. They're like, just books about the shows you like. They're just like, hey, do you like Death Note? Here's a book about Death Note. It won't tell you anything you don't know. Oh yeah, well, if you're you're already a a fan, you know all of this. But here's a bunch of more pictures, which, again, you have all these pictures already. Because they're just pictures from the show. Yep. And descriptions of the characters that you like so much. Look, it's Light Yagami.
1: You want to read basic... That's way of- better than the full calorie Yagami.
0: <laughs> I couldn't remember anyone else's name on that show. Isn't it just L? Yeah. Okay, great. I did it. I, Which I- means I- the <laughs> His name is His full name is L Camino. <laughs> <laughs> Which means the road.
1: <laughs> he is the realest of Caminos.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's see. This was made by Well, it just says it's fusion powered. Oh, here we go. It's by R. Talsorian Games. Okay. And I feel like we've done something by them before, but I couldn't tell you for sure.
1: Well, they bring up their website where you can go to find the full rules instead of the sort of simplified ones they have in this game. Yeah. They also mention they have uh, rules for, like, superheroes and whatnot, but then continually are like, "Oh, but Dragon Ball Z characters just beat the shit out of them, because they are really all about telling you how much Goku could beat the crap out of Superman. Yeah, Like, that is a thing they is like to definitely
0: do. definitely sort of a sub-theme in this book. is I think it comes up like four times.
1: Oh yeah, every time they mention like, oh, power level, but what if you're not a Dragon Ball character? Well, a gun does this much. And then it does the scale of how much damage something does, and it's like, and Superman would do like 26 dice of damage. And then a little side note that says, Superman is a little bitch baby and Goku would beat the shit out of him. Man. Which is weird, because...
0: You know, I'll be honest with you. One of my least favorite hypothetical conversation scenarios is the which fich- fictional character from one, which universe can beat up another one from a different universe. Cause it's completely arbitrary. There's nothing to go on. It's like, oh, could Magneto defeat Superman because magnetism is so versatile? I don't know. And I don't care.
1: Cause <laughs> the, the could, answer is, I don't know who's writing.
0: Yeah. The answer is, I don't know who's better at arguing right now. That's really it. And which Magneto are we talking about? And which Superman are we talking about? This is not a very interesting conversation. The worst is when Batman gets involved, because then it's just, uh, how much time does he have to prepare? How recently was one of the Bat family defeated near him?
1: How angry is he? How sad is the Bat? How dead are his parents? (laughs) (laughs) Dead. Very dead. Super dead. Batman dead. The deadest that's how that's the scale of how dead your parents are it's like alive dead very dead super dead batman
0: (laughs) it's the only thing that matters (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah so this whole thing where it keeps being like well goku could defeat superman easily it's like why use superman as your arbitrary scale
1: yeah which also is weird because they're like oh well you know with a 1,000 points of damage, you could punch a mountain. I'm like, have you seen Superman punch a mountain? He can do that.
0: Yeah, and he can get knocked through mountains, no problem. It, nothing ever really seems to face Superman all that bad. And you know what? I'll tell you this also. Superman has died once. Goku <laughs> dies like once a series.
1: Oh, yeah. Every time he's like, oh, we need to establish that our new threat is actually a badass... We need to have him kill Goku, then they can get the balls.
0: And then Goku does that run down that snake road or
1: whatever. He goes down Snake Way to whatever Cobra Kai's house, and then he sweeps the leg. leg.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, this game is set entirely during the the, uh, Vegeta saga.
1: Yeah, it's during that Saiyan saga.
0: Yeah, the Saiyan story, which means that it is the very beginning of Dragon Ball Z at the end of Dragon Ball, which was the first show. And, which by the way is an awesome show by comparison. Dragon Ball is way more fun because it's got a bunch of weird army dudes and a bunch more random villains and it's not just endless guys in the same armor yelling about power levels. (laughs) But anyway, we're in Dragon Ball Z. So we start with the longest introduction that we've seen in a book yet. I'd say the only ones that have been, that have come close are like Deliria and Nobilis. And this one still wins just on pure percentage because it's like the first 80% of the book <laughs> is just story I stuff. I mean, it's,
1: it's not that bad, but it really is just, hey, did you know that Dragon Ball Z is a show? Let me tell you about the show and the oh. characters and the history. Oh my gosh, here's a whole page about Gohan. Gohan me, is four years old. Let me tell you about Toriyama. Let me oh, give yeah, you his whole background.
0: The nice thing, I thought it was funny that they kept having these little sidebars that had a picture of a, a, a United States map morphing into a Japan map, or a flag. And it was like, here's something special from the translator. And all of them were the most boring things.
1: Well, yeah, it's all just, did you know that there's puns in these names? Yes. It's
0: true. Every, every dumbass knows that already. Everyone knows that fucking Vegeta means vegetables. It's not... It's the not... Fucking
1: Raditz. Yeah.
0: It's the Napa. Yeah, yeah, that's a type of cabbage. You got it. There it is. Woo, you did it. You got it. You got it in one. Everyone's named after food except for Piccolo because back in Dragon Ball he had a whole team that were all named after musical instruments with him. Yeah. So there you go. Everyone and a couple and it's all family stuff like that. Like the there's the Vegeta people are all named after vegetables, the Goku people are all named after Japanese food. Uh the Vegeta's wife, the Bulma family, they're all named after underwear. underwear yeah. yeah.
1: Cuz you get so, briefs and trunks and bra.
0: You never have to meet Bra, of course, cuz she's a half Saiyan girl, so she doesn't get to do anything interesting. <laughs>
1: It saves you from having to deal with a character named
0: Bra running around.
1: I know. Although that, it would be great if it was just like a bunch of people in Goku have to be like, hey, Bra!
0: (laughs) It's no, I mean, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be awesome if there wasn't a badass girl on this show. I mean, there's exactly one. It's Android 18. It's the only time they ever had a cool female character that had
1: superpowers. And for the longest time, I thought Frieza.
0: Oh, right? Yeah, I think a lot of people think Frieza... Because the coding is difficult when you watch it in the dub release they kind of give him a feminine voice and Frieza's got fucking lipstick on
1: oh yeah Frieza is like in at least in one of his forms just kind of a very sleek pretty sexy lady like I'm not gonna lie I've jerked it to Frieza. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it i couldn't get through that okay
0: couldn't quite get through admitting to jerking off to frieza <laughs> couldn't quite i'm sorry uh which one was it was it the one where she had this or he had the cybernetic upgrades after he had been defeated
1: <laughs> no it's that super yoked one
0: Oh, okay <laughs> yeah that makes sense i think we've all been there bro
1: everyone's been there Where you are like oh man that dude is jacked all right i so gotta get jacked if you know what i mean
0: <laughs> let me summarize the saga real quick here so goku his tail fell off a long time ago. It used to make him super aggressive, but when his tail fell off and he got bonked on the head, he turned into a nice guy. He trains as a super martial artist by hanging out with this crazy old pervert man named Master Roshi on an island called Turtle Island with a little whiny human monk named Krillin. Uh, Krillin has six dots on his head and is like comically short. Hey
1: man, you completely forgot about San Gohan. Uh, that's uh, who oh, trained him
0: no, that's right so, well it's because I'm not covering the Dragon Ball Saga I'm covering Dragon Ball Z Song Gohan long gone
1: yeah but that's where Gohan comes from yeah from he's, that name. he's
0: named after his adopted grandfather yes but I'm still just covering Dragon Ball Z so so these yeah, guys the
1: book covers everything <laughs> fuck
0: <they're, laughs> you buddy god damn it I know all that shit too because unlike you who has watched the Frieza Saga like three times I've watched it all I know. You're weird. I, I had to do something while I was painting. I I don't know if people know this, but before we started the podcast, I used to be a regular avid 40K and, and War Machine painter. And so I have a lot of, like, Dark Eldar models and junk like that. And when I was painting, I would just put on whatever to just kind of have noise in the background. And that meant the entire Dragon Ball story.
1: Yeah, well, there's nothing better for generating noise in the background than Dragon Ball. It's true. You can Because if you look up, it's just some guy grunting and yelling still. Which, I mean, it's basically between that and gay porn, and that's pretty much it.
0: Gay porn holds my attention a lot better. <laughs> so I can't use it, because I have to paint. So I'm like, okay, let's just put on this. Oh, look at that. Yamcha's still kind of gathering power. Okay, I'll check
1: back in a second. <laughs> good good for you, on the next thrilling episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Alright, so if we go all the way back to the beginning, then a long time ago, an
0: old monk named Song Gohan finds a little boy in, in in a canyon somewhere. He
1: misses his mom very
0: much. The boy is extremely aggressive and dangerous until he falls down a canyon and bonks his head. That turns him into a nice kid. Later on, he loses his tail. Then he meets a uh, bunch of people, including a bad guy who, he, who calls himself like the king of hell or something, named Piccolo. Because Piccolo at that time did not know
1: he was an alien. Well, yeah, because... And it mentions this in the book. The Earth of Dragon Ball has, like, just pig dudes and talking cats and, like... Dogmen, yeah. They, yeah, they, a whole bunch of shit walking around, so just a green dude. Everyone's like, yeah, you're probably from here.
0: Yeah, I, I I haven't seen another one like you, but if you want to pretend to be the king of, like, bad guys or whatever, the demon lord Piccolo, then fine, that's cool, whatever, man. Enjoy it. Just get into that martial arts tournament. <laughs> anyway, they, he has a bunch of misadventures with a bunch of people, including Yamcha, Tien, Chaosu, Su, uh, Oolong... And, uh, let's see, also Chi-Chi and Bulma. And then, uh, then that saga ends. He has a four-year-old son now named go Han, And, uh, Piccolo has become an unlikely ally. And he hangs out with Krillin on Turtle Island, training under Master Roshi. When all of a sudden a new guy arrives on the planet, a guy with way too big of hair named Raditz. Yep. And Raditz is this bad guy. And so they have a fight. And it turns out that Raditz is actually Goku's brother, and he's wondering why Goku's nice instead of being a dick like everyone from his race, the Saiyans, are supposed to be.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, he was sent here to conquer Earth eventually, and didn't.
0: Yeah, and the only way that they could defeat him was for Goku to hold him still while uh, while uh Piccolo shot him with a, with a laser, like a corkscrew blast, I think it's called. Yeah. It takes a long time to shoot, so he had to hold him still for a long time, like taking an old-fashioned photograph. Yeah. Like, they had to dress him up in his Sunday finery.
1: And they were just real dour, staring off into the middle distance. Yeah, just
0: staring into space. One of them's probably dead, because it wasn't weird to take a photo with a dead person back then.
1: <laughs> you
0: don't know. And then uh, that kills both of them, so the, the most of the saga takes place while Goku's running through hell trying to get back home.
1: Yeah, he's just running around on the snake way, and then there's King Yamulka, and he's like, hey, get it. Get off my cloud. Hey, Hugh! get off my cloud. <laughs> there's this big dude. named <laughs> God, I can't believe I'm explaining the fucking Dragon Ball song. And then there's so. there's a prin- Princess Snake Lady, and Princess Snake Lady's like, I want you for my army of dudes. Yeah. And then he's like, nah, brah, nah. Yeah, also, it's not hell, it's
0: Hiffle, the home for infinite losers.
1: Yeah, get Hiffled.
0: Yeah, you gotta go to Hiffle and hang out with two ogres who treat the place like summer camp. And then after that, you get to run around on Snakeway until you finally get to King Kai's floating planet, which has ten times as much gravity, and you spend a lot of time there trying to catch a monkey and then trying to hit a grasshopper with a hammer. I mean, yeah. And then when that stuff's all done, you get to go back and beat up Frieza and uh, Nappa and Nappa's Cyberman Frieza
1: Vegeta. God. I'm sorry,
0: Vegeta. You get to beat up Vegeta and Nappa, and uh, then that's over, and that's the end of this part of the story, because this book only covers that saga.
1: Yep, and that's it. Congratulations, everyone. You did it. You did it. You, you... got through this adventure.
0: There it is. That's the game of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Now, okay, so it just goes on and on. was long, rambling pages after page of like, hey, this is Kami. He's another Namek dude who lives on a weird bowl in the sky with a needle that connects to the ground, and he's a nice old man, and here's his storyline. Here's, and here's his power level
1: yeah it's gonna give you everyone's power level and all of their stats and all of their special fighting techniques and right. their with, energy blasts i was
0: hoping that the like severe attention to detail would explain why uh chi chi is able to hit goku with things because <laughs> that's always been the thing on this show is like i'm the greatest martial artist in the universe and everything i do is insanely cool ow you hit me with a frying pan How's she getting away with that? Is he just letting her? Isn't that super patronizing?
1: Well, also, there's... The the thing that got me was, okay, so Goku is a Saiyan that's super crazy powerful and can get, like, thrown through a planet and not give a shit. But as a kid, a bonk on the noggin made him change his personality.
0: It was a really good bonk on the noggin.
1: Just real solid bonkin'. Yeah, it was one of the best bonks ever. (laughs) In in the history of the world, there have been five bonks that have been rated most noggin crashing.
0: Yeah, there was Bonk the Caveman from the TurboGrafx-16.
1: Yeah. And then
0: the two sequels to Bonk the Caveman on the TurboGrafx-16. And then Bonk the Caveman for the Sega Game Gear. And then there was the bonk on the head that Goku suffered in in, uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah, number one. Yeah, it's the one. Yeah, number and one North America. All, all the other ones were uh, TurboGrafx-16 games about a caveman with a bonking head. Yeah. Yeah. That was terrible. I'm sorry. I'm Why sorry. would you do that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's actually get to the rules of this thing, because I guess we kind of have to. All
1: right, so... The fusion rules. The the rules on this are actually fairly simple. Yeah, very simple. Uh, So you're going to have four stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just your mental, your physical... Your fighting and uh what was the last oh move. Move, yeah. It's it's mental, combat, physical,
0: and move. Oh yeah.
1: Fighting is the skill, combat is the stat. That's mm-hmm. correct, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you just have those four stats. You're going to end up getting 40 points total to put into those stats. Yeah. Yeah. So an average of 10 a piece. Right. And a human average
0: is like a five or something. So your character is crazy powerful to start.
1: Yeah. Even then they were like, oh, human, like if you're just a regular dude is probably a two or a three. Yeah. If you're like, I'm pretty buff and I can go do stuff. Maybe you have a five or six. Yeah. And like maximum would be an eight.
0: Right, so you're already very, very powerful in the rules of this game. Yeah. And that that's kind of a running theme that they really w- want to reinforce, is that, like, this isn't really a story about martial artists. This is a story about crazy cartoon martial artists. Like,
1: you are basically demigods just running around in, like, an outfit being and, crazy.
0: And you know what? I'll say, I, I appreciate that. I think that's really cool that they went ahead and they were like, look, we don't want you to have to start out playing through your Bruce Lee years in this game. You're you're playing Dragon Ball Z. You can kick mountains over and shoot fireballs out of your eyes. Whatever. Who can just have fun?
1: Oh yeah. Well, they they also go out of their way to go like here's the damage that a gun does. It's like two. You don't care. You are literally bulletproof. If you see the police force come at you, don't feel like you need to worry about them. If you see the army come at you, don't feel like you need to worry about them. However, if you see a dude and a like gee come out, probably care about that.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was kind of clever because that explains the whole, the whole story in the Dragon Ball Z universe is like, oh, two guys are fighting. Can anyone get involved in this? Not really. No. You can have some people hiding behind a low hill nearby and getting real mad about it, but that's about all that's going to happen. Yep. That's like, that's like the one thing that happens on the sidelines of a Dragon Ball Z fight. The world doesn't react.
1: No. And I think, Early on, you had a little bit of the, oh, maybe, like, there's an army or something, and there they is. give a fuck.
0: There's, there's traditionally a, an army that's canon in the Dragon Ball Z universe called the Red Ribbon Army, yeah. and I, they were they were a relatively credible threat during the Dragon Ball era.
1: But yeah, nowadays, it's like, once you hit Dragon Ball Z, especially once you're done with the, the Saiyan saga where Goku's like, and now I'm just stupid, dumb, powerful because I've trained on gravity in the other world, and... Now I can fucking destroy everything. Like, okay, now it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it officially, the the background story is just there for comedy beats at this point.
1: Oh yeah, we're just gonna occasionally cut back to Earth and be like, oh, what are the chodes at Capsule Corp doing? Uh, oh. mostly nothing.
0: Let's check in with old Tien. How you doing, Tien? I'm okay. I still have three eyes like a weirdo. Yay. All right, goodbye then. <laughs> good job. Did you want to see my little Chinese vampire? No, we're good. Ha, <laughs> I'm... I'm okay. I'm set. Thank you. You I, keep it. I feel like he's going to have a weird, annoying, high-pitched voice, and I'm I'm going to pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, anyway, you have the four stats. You can put tens in all of them if you want. You have to roll to see if you can be the two extra races in the game. You can roll to see if you are a, a, a Saiyan or a Namek. Your chances are super low
1: ridiculously low isn't it like to get to play to as a get a, Saiyan? to get a Namek, you need a two or three on 2d6 and to be a saiyan you need a two on 2d6 yeah so
0: a fairly low chance yeah uh so don't worry about that too much although it doesn't really change much if you're playing as those the only thing it changed was your capability to earn extra experience by working out in higher gravity
1: yeah so saiyans have no limit to how high of a gravity they can get into Yeah. But you have to continually work your way up. So you're like, oh, I train in four times and then I can do that for a while. And next time I do it, I can train in six times and so on.
0: And that's this whole other thing with the XP system in this game is shenanigans, which we'll get to in a second because we might as well go through this in order. Okay, so you get your stats. And then also there are six skills in the game.
1: Yeah, and you're going to get a bunch of skill points and you're going to throw those into your skills.
0: Yeah, and the six skills are fighting, evasion, weapon, power, body, And mind and again the game did a really good job of simplifying just like i was saying earlier i i appreciate that this game is like dispensing with some of the unnecessary things about playing a a lower power game it also dispenses with unnecessarily granular skills for the dragon ball z universe
1: well yeah because you're playing in a dragon ball universe this isn't a place where they're like oh yeah well we need to have really distinct skills for like are you someone that likes to doodle around with technology what about riding a horse you're like no man i'm a goddamn super saiyan i'm not riding a horse i'm not doing botany i don't need any of that crap yeah i am not an anthropologist but if you want to say yeah my guy knows a bunch about whatever you just go i put points into my mind skills yeah and then i know stuff and then the four stats by the way are very
0: simple in terms of what they do your power or or your uh your combat stat is the one you roll to hit dudes. Uh, your physical stat is the one you use to resist damage. Your mental stat is informs a couple of the skills and also is just used flat out as your initiative score, and your move is how fast you can go. Yep. So they all do something, so it's actually worthwhile to keep points in all of them. And then the only derived stats that exist in this game are you multiply your physical times five to get the amount that you subtract from any attack that hits you.
1: Yeah, that's your defense. That's your
0: defense, and then you multiply it by ten to get your hit points. Yep, that's it. And you're done. Except for one other roll you have to do, which is roll 2d6 as if they were
1: percentile dice. Which is the, just the dumbest thing in this. Cause so far, you're like, okay, you've only got four stats, you got 40 points, you got six skills, you got 60 points to put in your skills. Okay, great. Everything can be even, you can do whatever. We're very, uh, capable of doing a little bit of granularity between them, but if you want to play an average guy, you can do that. Everyone is super balanced. Because there's not a huge difference between a lot of the things. And then it gets to power level. And in power level, you can go anywhere from 110 to 660, depending on what you roll. And then that is so important because the power level is going to be... It's the mana of the game. It's its your power points to do everything. So yeah. if I randomly roll and get 110, and you all of the abilities you use take 10 to do, you're like, oh, I can do 11 things.
0: Yeah. And it's I mean, eleven low power things. They they recover fairly fast. There are two stats you roll here. One of them is your power level. And again, this is the power level from Dragon Ball Z, the thing where all the guys wearing those little eyepieces are always yelling about it. They're always like, oh, it's over five thousand or whatever they say. I think it's nine thousand. Nine thousand. Get your dumb memes right. Nine thousand is the is the meme. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, well, you know what? I'm right though. It is over five thousand, John.
1: <laughs> it's over four.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's also true. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I am technically correct. <laughs> yeah, but wrong. <laughs> okay, so this is the power level that they are yelling about on the show. You roll 2d10 with one of them representing the hundreds dot, digit and one Six. of them. Rep- oh, sorry. 2D6. 2d6 with one of them representing the hundreds digit and the other one the tens. And you get a power level between 110 and 660. It is your, your power level is your ability to spend mana on doing stuff. And there's a
1: shitload of stuff to spend it Yeah,
0: you can use it to fire beams, you can use it to buy extra attacks during a round, you can use it to put up, like, reflective shielding.
1: You can can... use it to fly, you can use it to, like,
0: teleport or do weird special powers. Yeah, and and they answer a couple of the questions about uh, Dragon Ball Z right here. Like, for example, uh, teleporting in this game is actually just moving super
1: fast. Yeah, it's moving so fast that the eye can't follow you.
0: Yes, and that means that you can move so fast that you leave after images. At a crazy high cost, it's 100 per uh, or uh, power level per round. You have a clone up, and you were you know if you have a high power level recovery rate, which is the other thing you also roll. You roll your power level, and then you do the exact same roll again, and that one is your power level recovery rate, which is how many power points you get back at the start of each round. Well, you have your power up stat. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, that's the one. So I'm talking you about. can
1: you can power up in the game, which is. You know, what the game or the show is famous for is those people sitting around in a glow of energy going, Oh gathering energy, and you can do that. You can add more to your
0: final power level total. You can actually get it, like, you can double your power level by just standing there yelling for a long time.
1: Yeah, but it does take time, and unlike the show... In the game, if you just sit there yelling and powering up, someone can run up and kick you in the nuts.
0: Yeah, that's the thing on the show is that, that you know, that could happen on the show too, but it never did because the, the opponent was always like, yeah, I am the best. I will stand here. Your pitiful attacks are pitiful.
1: Look at him attempting to power up. Ha 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 ha. Yes. I will just wait and then I will slap him down like the insect he is. He
0: will start powering up as I hang out in this smoke cloud that is taking probably about two levels to, or two shows to dissipate.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, back at capsule core, da doop da do. Hey guys, I've got a car. (laughs) Ah, those were the worst. Anytime there was an episode that was like, and now let's check in on people you don't care about. That that "Ah." was
0: actually my favorite thing on that show. Whenever they'd zip in and be like, let's see what Yajirobe's doing. And they'd be like, Oh, fat little samurai. Great. Let's see what's (laughs) up with this guy. What's up little fat samurai. Cause at least it's better. It's better than watching two blonde guys yell. No. I mean, up until I I came out, it was that was way better for me to be like, oh, look at that. I was
1: hanging out with this weird little pig man and this samurai guy. Let's see what they're doing. But they're never doing anything like, oh, what are you doing? We're repairing a rocket ship. Okay, is that going to have any importance at all? Nope. We're hanging out with a witch. (laughs) Man, what's going on on Earth? That's weird. It's, It's weird
0: shit. There's like a cat that grows beans on a tower. There's a witch that's like some guy's or master Roshi's sister.
1: Yeah. There's a wizard in a basement that knows why you're here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the list of extra characters in uh dragon ball Z has always been in a crazy awesome list. I mean, if you think you've got a a giant man who is like Chi Chi's dad, who's like the ox King. (laughs) And you've got like a little cat that flies around and a little hopping vampire that flies around. Yeah. Everyone's flying around. Uh, Well, everyone can fly, but a lot of them could fly before like Goku figured that shit out. Like, Chao Tzu can fly because he's a magic vampire. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. You've got these four stats. You have six skills. You have your power level and your power up. And then you also can take some power points and use them as a starting resource to purchase powers that you can use, which are things like energy blasts and the ability to suddenly power up and so on. These are kind of your, your special fighting techniques, they call them.
1: You've got some fighting techniques and your fighting techniques are mostly your punch and kick And the way it works is, it's essentially power attack from D&D. You trade accuracy for damage. Yes. So for each die you want to add to damage, you subtract one from your fighting skill when you use it. So if I have a technique that is the thunderous blast of elemental power and it adds plus six to a punch, Mm -hmm. then I'm minus six to hit. So here's how that works, because we haven't
0: told them how the die mechanic works yet. It's the rank you have in, uh, your, your stat plus the rank you have in a relevant skill plus three D6. D6. Everything so, is, D6 everything is D6s. Everything is D6s. And it's not the, you don't add your rank, you add that many dice.
1: Yeah. So when you are doing something like, okay, I'm adding my, uh, my combat and my fighting, and so that's like, let's say I've got a 10 and a 10, just because I wanted to go even in everything. Yeah. So I've got a 20 and 3D6. And the difficulty levels for most things are 10 is the ridiculously easy to do. Yeah. And then it says something like 36 would be impossible. It's like 26 with a plus 6 modifier. And then at that point you just go, yeah, but I'm a DBZ guy, so I'm sure you copy and pasted that out of your regular game. Yeah. But for me, it's, oh, what is that? Oh, it's 26. You'll never do that. I'm like, man, I do that on the reg. That's all I do. It's hard for me to not do that. Yeah. That's the weird thing about this game is it's it's
0: very difficult to fail. So really, and again, it leads into one of the other very difficult things about this game. This is a straight up PVP game.
1: Oh yeah. Well, the only thing you're really doing is fighting other guys that have the exact same stat blocks that you do, because there's not really a monster manual. You don't have like, Oh, this is a uh, generic Saiyan, and he has some hit points and whatever, but nothing else. You have to make a character sheet. Granted, it's easy, yeah, but you have to make a character sheet for everyone because everyone is a special thing.
0: Right. I mean, granted, it does have these stats for a couple. It doesn't have a generic Saiyan or a police officer or anything like that, but what it has instead is, uh, you know, Nappa... Uh, Raditz the Cybermen if you want to fight those little green lettuce guys
1: which always just seemed to me like it was Homestar Runner saying Cybermen. oh yeah I when like I was a Cyberman
0: when I first heard about Dragon Ball Z from a friend she was describing the Cybermen saga or Cybermen fight to me and I was like oh they're like little robots and she's like no they're like lettuces
1: and <laughs> little like, cabbage
0: why, guys why are they called that and she was like oh it's because of a, tra- a translation from Japanese and they're like actually plant men or something I think is the name like that's what they'd be called in Japan or something and I was like oh Okay, but in American, why didn't they just call them Plant Men instead of changing it to Cybermen, which makes them sound like a Doctor Who thing?
1: Yep. Nope, we're not doing that. Whatever. No one likes
0: it. They're just little lettuce guys, but you get their stats, so they're a great option for an early fight, but mostly, you're supposed to be fighting each other in this. Yeah. That's all the DM advice, which this game has... There's like two pages of rules in this book, sandwiches sandwiched between like 80 pages of descriptions of DBZ characters and like 30 pages of extremely bad DM advice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, some of it, you're like, okay, there's a little bit of the DM advice that's, okay, well, if you're talking to your players, give them the information and then make it so that they know what's happening. You're like, okay, great, that's fine. But then other times it goes, hey, maybe maybe you should just make a guy who's more powerful than everyone combined and just fuck him up, that'll teach him. Which is,
0: you know, on the one hand, that's bad because just beating up all your players is stupid, but on the other hand, it is one of the fastest ways to get XP.
1: Well, surviving a fight against someone that is way better than you gives you XP. Yes. And way more than you would get, because normally you can get like 10 per year.
0: Yeah, you get like 10 XP a year from training, and if you train at higher gravity, then it multiplies the amount of XP you get, because that's a thing on the show. So all the things that are on the show that you'd be like, well, we're probably going to dispense with this because it wouldn't work in a role-playing game, they just kept them in there. So you get you slowly get better by just training, that's where XP comes from, except for getting your ass kicked
1: yeah so getting your ass kicked gives you xp training gives you xp and the only way to train faster is to or not even faster to train and get more than 10 per year you have to do it in higher gravity or in the pendulum room so that time is slowed down yeah. so you're like oh i spent like a thousand years in here but it was only a day whatever that's that's something that comes up
0: during the boo saga Boo. yeah that's when uh trunks and gohan i want to say go into a time chamber and spend a lot of time training to be to become like super good at something called fusion so they can come out and fuse into one guy called go tanks oh yeah i remember go tanks so that they can fight boo so that's a thing that's that's where that comes from i don't know i i got it i watched all of it every single one and and uh <laughs> And I don't remember most of it. I'm like, all right, I can kind of name the order of bad guys. You go, you fight Raditz, and then Vegeta, and then Frieza, and then Cell, and then uh Boo, and then, here we go, Truffle, and then Shenron the Dragon King.
1: Really? They have to fight Shenron?
0: Yeah, but it's different. It's like a guy. Oh. If you ever look up Shenron from GT, he's like just some dude. He's like... He has like a dragon-y head, but not really, like a human face with like a mustache and everything, but like dragon horns. Okay. And he's just called Shenron still for no good reason.
1: That's weird. I think Why he would might you be called that? like
0: Omega Shenron or something. I don't remember. But it doesn't matter. They, the GT is just weird, stupid nonsense. It's when they finally give up on the whole turning blonde thing for <laughs> for, for uh going all Super Saiyan and and they give it in exchange you go to Super Saiyan 4 which is you grow your monkey stuff back like oh, you get oh good you get like monkey paws and hands and your tail grows back and you get like long black hair
1: Ah. Uh, you and, get more sayanie you
0: get even monkier and and you're I, I guess better at fighting although at that point they've been getting so much better at fighting every time that who cares yeah you see him you see goku swa- uh, just walk out oh you don't really cuz goku spends almost all of gt as a 10 year old <laughs> uh anyway you see him come out in his gt4 outfit he's like yeah I'm so good at fighting and i'm like i remember you being real good at fighting before i'm it's gonna take a lot to impress me (laughs) and he's like well i'll beat up this little guy no it doesn't this isn't working no no, sorry we're we're gonna have to move on from truffle (laughs) we're gonna have to do the truffle shuffle Aww. all right anyway this game does not include super saiyan because that didn't happen during the vegeta saga
1: nope there is no rules for going all super saiyan you so, cannot go SSJ3.
0: So if you're super disappointed at the notion of a Dragon Ball game where you can't go Super Saiyan, because, let's face it, that's kind of like the thing. Like, even if you don't like Dragon Ball in the slightest, you at least know that a lot of weirdos have t-shirts of weird blonde muscle dudes. And you're like, that's because those <laughs> guys are
1: Super Saiyan. Uh, I want more shirts of blonde muscle dudes.
0: I tell you, when I was a kid, I was like 16 or 17 years old, and I was on a water polo team, and I was like real skinny. I was desperate to find a Piccolo t-shirt because I like the character Piccolo. So I went far and wide trying to find one. But no, you can't find that. You can find Trunks or you can find Gohan or Goku. That's all you can find on a t-shirt. Until I finally did. (laughs) I found one Piccolo shirt in one comic book store in one size, which was double X. And I bought it and it was a fucking tent. It was useless, but now it fits. (laughs) Good. Good. Great. I grew into that shit. You
1: you were planning for the future. I was.
0: I was like, someday I'm going to be a fat sack. (laughs) And when that day
1: comes, I'll have a Piccolo shirt. Finally. Everyone will be able to know. I think that's what it was, is you bought the shirt, and then the universe formed around it. It was like, (laughs) what did you buy? A double X Piccolo shirt? Oh, well, wish
0: granted. That is a life plan in a shirt purchase. (laughs) That's like... That's like making a decision. That's like buying a gun in an alley. That's it does nothing good comes from this. No, you know what you're into. Yeah. It's like this this sets a path before you and it does not lead to a happy ending. <laughs> you buy a piccolo shirt in a comic book store that's way too big for you, and the universe will fix you for it.
1: Oh yeah. That is straight up just like, well, you
0: wanted it. You get it. Yeah. That's like a gypsy just walked up to me and was like, Piccolo. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> uh uh Alright. So the again the way you fight in this game is you add your uh, your stat and your skill to your uh, to 3d6 and you roll that and you check it against a value to see whether or not you hit if you're swinging at someone else it's an opposed value
1: yeah so you can either just use uh your standard stats for trying to get out of the way or you can evade and then you are uh you don't get to attack You get a plus, I think it's like three or something, so it's basically an extra d6 to your uh, evade skill, and then you roll and try and get out of the way. Now, it is
0: possible, one of the things you can spend your your, uh, points on at the beginning of any turn is buying more attacks for any given turn. Normally, you have one action per turn. You can use it to move, you can use it to fight, you can use it to dodge, but you can boost the number of things you're going to get to do during one turn by, like, modifying how fast you are or something it's one of the powers that you well, yeah, have one of
1: the powers is just you get to go more times yeah so it's i spend x amount of points and it gives me x amount of actions Hooray.
0: right so you can use that and then evade and come right back and punch someone so you're not just permanently on the defensive in the game the the, the descriptions of play are mostly just very very loose fights between the players
1: oh yeah the initial setup was just a let's teach you how to play this game. Each of you is going to take one of these fighters and you're just going to fight each other in a Budokai tournament. Yeah,
0: and it starts with one of them going, okay, I will intentionally lower my power level visibility to 100 so that I appear to be weaker than I am. And then the other guy goes, I'll use my scanner to determine the power level of my foe. 100, I can easily defeat this foe. And then it cuts to a DM sidebar that's like, in this instance... The player who's using a scanner should know he's being fooled because the lowest power level possible for a player character is 110,
1: but he has made a critical error and will pay the price. <laughs> uh, see, the problem I have with that is you can, again, just on a random die roll, be like, oh, I rolled a 660 and they rolled a 110. I can't actually just beat the shit out of you. It doesn't matter.
0: I know, and that's, but that's not really... Uh, the point to me is they keep catching the players on the stupidest mistakes in the world that no sta- player would ever make. It's almost like they wrote the book to be too easy for the DM. Like, hey, DM, this is going to be super easy. Your players are just going to be goofy dumb shits who are going to constantly make dumb mistakes and bumble around at each other.
1: Well, probably if you're trying to emulate Dragon
0: Ball Z. But realistically, the players are going to never make mistakes because they're going to be some power gaming min-maxers. And so instead, they'll be like, I will not even bother lowering my power level because that is a waste of an action. Yeah. I, instead, I will put up a 300-powered uh, deflection shield, so if he shoots anything shitty at me, it'll bounce back at him.
1: Yeah, but then the other guy's like, I straight up get into his dome and punch it. Yeah. It's it's
0: weird. The uh, If someone hits you, then first they subtract your defense, and if it doesn't do anything after that, then you take no damage, but it could still knock you back. And if it does more than your defense, then you take that many damage in hits, which is the amount of, like, hit points you have. Yep. Those recover at the top of every, I want to say four rounds. At the top of every four rounds, you recover up to your physical, or twice your physical, in lost hits.
1: Yeah, because... the whole thing is about, you can get punched and beat up a lot, but you're going to stay in the fight. Yeah, you That's keep the theme. You keep getting better until
0: you're finally knocked down. And it, whether you are killed or just knocked out is 100% up to the DM. It's very simplified.
1: Yeah, they're like, look, if you took just a whole crap load of damage, you, we can say you're just in a smoking crater and are unconscious, or we can say you are straight up dead.
0: One of the things I found amusing was that this game has a similar concern that, that c- crops up in the tabletop war game. War Machine, which is sometimes it's not even worth it to try and hit something because its armor is just too high. But if you shove it around, it'll hit a wall and take damage from that instead. And that happens in this. If you take a bunch of knockback, then the knockback will deal damage to you. And knockback is just, you get shoved back the number of feet of damage you took or something like that. So when you get punched, even if your defense is like, no, that doesn't get me, you still get thrown 30 feet backwards and bang into a wall.
1: Yeah, but it still needs to actually do damage to you in well, order for you true. to care, yeah. because that was one of the big things they were talking about in the deflection shield, and this is, oh yeah, if you have a deflection shield, you don't even give a fuck if an energy blast hits you. Who cares?
0: <laughs> well, okay, so, like we said, you can play as Namex or Sai- Saiyans or half Saiyans. Uh, one of my favorite things in here is is when you get to the back, there's this big list of DM advice. As I've already mentioned, the DM advice is kind of insultingly stupid for a lot of it. But then a lot of it is stuff that I've never seen in a book before. <laughs> like, uh, there's a section on how to build miniatures by buying Dragon Ball action figures
1: and oh taking my them God. apart. That was amazing. So yeah. one of the things that they uh, talk about a lot is you have a move stat, and your move is supposed to be equal to your height as a character yes so it's not a move isn't like a standardized like oh move is five foot and so if i have a move of six i can move 30 feet no move is how tall am i so if i have a move of five and he has a move of five but i'm six foot and he's five foot i can go farther than he can
0: yeah uh, I mean, everyone's going to be wanting to play as, like, six-foot guys. No one wants to play as Krillin in this situation. The, hey, but the, Krillin. <laughs> man. I'm just a human. I,
1: <laughs> I'm here to
0: help. I'm <laughs> Krillin. I, I don't have any powers. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, the reason for that, though, is because they want you to be able to play this game with any miniatures you want, whether... Whether they be the
1: 30mm version of the action figure or the 120mm version of the action figure. Just make sure everyone's using the same type because you don't want to have someone playing with one of the giant guys and then someone else playing with a regular one. You're like, oh,
0: But that's the whole point, is that you're supposed to play this game with action figures. My favorite is that they actually describe them as fashion dolls. (laughs) They're like, you can play this game with anything. Coins, action figures, or even fashion dolls. Oh, fashion dolls. I was like, is that Barbies? Is that what they're describing as Barbies?
1: The, uh, and then they have a thing where they're like, oh, we created our Namek Warrior combining a Goku figure, an adult Gohan figure, a repainted Cell Jr. head, and a cloth cape. Look, we just bought, like, six different action figures, broke them, (laughs) put them back together, and made one guy. You could do that. I'm like, quit trying to make me buy a shitload of Dragon Ball Z stuff. (laughs) Well, and then up, destroy it.
0: You end up with a bunch of extra parts. I mean, you could take your your spare cell head and or body and put a Goku head on it and play as that. Whatever you could play as Bug <laughs> Human Head Man.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm playing as <laughs>
0: Bug McHuman Head Man.
1: Yep, there we go. You got it. <laughs> There's the preview of our bonus content.
0: <laughs> no, but okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting that they were like, okay, well, what do our fans, the sort of person who would buy this book, have in excess? Well. Probably Dragon Ball Z figures, so let's give them the ability to do that. And then they include the only photo in the book, which is of a, a frankly, laughable-looking figure.
1: Yeah, that that figure that I just described is in the book, and it's hilarious. Yeah,
0: I mean, the fact that they used the Cell head, which in Cell, looks like he's wearing a permanent helmet.
1: Yeah, well, he's supposed to be, like, Namekian, so they're like, well, the only thing we could find was Cell's head that looked green.
0: Yeah, I guess, because Cell does not look Namekian. Cell is a weird green thing yeah but
1: whatever anyway uh the other thing they have in there is an entire uh segment of the book on setting up your own tenkaichi Budokai tournament and it gives you like the uh the listings for here's how your tournament is going to play out here's how you want to set up all your fights and your matches and i'm like okay that's that's interesting but i'm pretty sure i could just go find like a march madness map and put player names onto it and be fine
0: yeah pretty much i mean and then you just say it's on pineapple island or papaya island or whatever the hell cuz the world of Dragon Ball is is something that go they go into heavy detail in this book and most of it's just weird little islands with fun names.
1: Yeah. Oh, the other thing we didn't mention that you have to give your character is their uh their weird quirks. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this game's got basically it's divided into a personality,
0: history and quirks section.
1: Yeah, so you have to go who you are is basically just your race. Yeah. But then you also get uh, your weird things where you have to have something like, oh, uh, I love spinach and I will always eat spinach if it's around. Or it talks about like, Goku is always hungry. He is never not hungry. That's a weird quirk he has.
0: Yeah, and Krillin is unusually short and he doesn't have any power.
1: Ah, <laughs> <So. I'm> Krillin. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, let's see,
0: Piccolo, uh, can't drive.
1: Yeah. That's They're, racist. No, it's true. That's a whole. There's a whole storyline where Every, he has everyone to knows get his drivers Vivekians license can't drive.
0: There's a storyline where him and Vegeta have to go get their driver's licenses. It's, it's it's famous because for some reason Vegeta is wearing a Hawaiian shirt that has "bad man" written on the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then I, I feel like, and I'm not sure if it's, if I'm right about this because it has been like a decade since I gave a shit about about any of this. But I feel like there was a point where Piccolo was wearing a T-shirt that said "post boy" on it wow yeah
1: just post boy man that just sounds like it's some sort of euphemism
0: i know doesn't it at this point at the time i was like oh they forgot to put the e and the r on there it should have said poster boy uh, or post boyer yeah post boyer <laughs> no brought but, to you by but, post boy but nowadays that sounds like post-modern sexuality
1: oh yeah it's like oh this is my post boy
0: yeah i have one of those of course. <laughs> 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 we've i've moved on past boy thank you
1: oh
0: <laughs> evian please in the bottle <laughs> uh or it's just a new way to describe adolescence yeah <laughs> oh are you in that 13 to 14
1: awkward age that's a post boy you're post boy not pre man
0: <laughs> that's is a britney spears song
1: post boy pre man
0: <laughs> all right so, uh, let's see, the only other thing I think that was worth mentioning about the c- contents of this book is a very fun rule that if you act out your character's hand gestures
1: and yell yeah. real
0: loud. If, your...
1: if you make a technique and it's, oh, when I do this, I have to yell a certain phrase or strike a certain pose in order to do it, if you straight up do that during the game, then you get a bonus to it. Yeah, and you know, the funny
0: thing is that, you know, that that's a great idea, right? Well, it's it's
1: the way to get your players into doing it. It's the
0: only way to get your players interested in playing a Dragon Ball Z role-playing game. is is to be like, all right, everyone, you get to yell Kamehameha all you want, and you get to teleport around. and Point to
1: your forehead and then point at a dude.
0: Yeah, you can totally do all the moves. You get to do the cool moves and yell them and dance around while you're doing them. You want to do that fusion dance? Go for it. Let's have fun, everybody. (laughs) Um, So it's great, although I did not know until I was reading this book just exactly how racist just writing down a phrase can be. (laughs) Okay. Well, oh, it's like they all forgot how to put R's. Everyone of them was like, super amazing Brast! Or something. Wow. It's like, wow, did you seriously write that down? Am <laughs> I playing fucking Samurai Showdown on a Neo Geo in 1996?
1: Is that what this is? Uh, no, of course you aren't. Because back in the day, that shit cost so much money. It's, Jesus. It's, yeah, we're on a 3DO. But yeah, that was the thing. I mean, literally, if you beat
0: someone with a special move, it would put the special move on screen in that game. Which meant you were constantly seeing the words Prasma Brast written out.
1: Ugh. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So anyway, uh, John, what would you say, all things considered... Everything considered. ...is your favorite thing about Dragon Ball Z, the anime adventure role-playing game?
1: Uh, for me, it's the character creation. Character creation is so streamlined and easy. Yeah. you You just have your points you get. It's so quick to make a character because... Four stats, six skills, everything's super easy to do. Make a few quirks, figure Roll. out what your race is. Roll your power level. And then you're done. Yeah, like very That easy. is, it's, I know that they say they have a full system, but I'm like, man, I don't want to know what your full system in, is because this streamlined system is exactly what I would want from this.
0: I know. And I don't even want to know what the net, because they were like, oh, there's a bunch more books coming. We're going to do the, you know, the, we're going to do the Frieza saga and then the Cell saga. And, you know, I checked and they actually did. Those books exist. Of course they do. Uh, I didn't read them or anything, because no research. No. Never. But uh they do exist. The books came out. I, I don't want to read them, though. I don't want to know what Super Saiyan does. It seems like it would
1: just do a bunch of extra shit I'd have to write down. Well, the problem is, like, as much as I love the character creation, once you get into the higher power levels, the game is just rocket tag. That's oh, all yeah. it is.
0: It's 100% rocket tag. You just and, and it rewards you for building one power instead of building an interesting library of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, at least with the game... Uh, the way defense works, subtracting damage and then you do, uh, your actual leftover as hit point damage, it means that if I do, say, get four attacks and I just throw four out there that are regular attacks, I'm probably doing less than someone who just spent all of their energy instead of buying extra attacks, putting it into one super attack. Yeah. But they did do things like the technique or the energy beam. The more energy you put into it, or the more power and damage it does, the less accurate it is.
0: Yeah, so there's an interesting balance. It kind of falls out the window with how easy it is to build like a 50 die attack that'll kill someone if you can hit them.
1: Oh yeah, well the big thing with that is just going, oh I bought a million build die attack, and then I add in just a few more energy to make it homing, homing. and area of effect, so that, it will follow after them and I get double whatever my accuracy was because it's homing. And then as long as I get near them, it explodes and kills them anyway. Right.
0: So it's very easy to build a super bomb that'll kill everybody. The spirit bomb, if you will. But, and they you know, do
1: describe how the spirit bomb works as well, which yeah, is do. interesting. They do.
0: They describe everything. They even have a section in this book for how to play, get around your players trying to collect the Dragon Balls. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, did someone die and your players are trying to collect the Dragon Balls, but you don't want that player brought back? Here's a bunch of things you can throw in their way to stop them from collecting the Dragon Balls. Yep. Here's a bunch of extra rules you didn't know about the Dragon Balls to make them more complicated to use. And I was like, why don't you just start the game three days after someone used them? Because the whole thing with the fucking Dragon Balls is once you collect them, it takes a year before they come back together again, or they, before they turn back into Dragon Balls.
1: Yeah, unless you're using the Namekian Dragon Balls, and then it's, and then even it's 130 longer. days.
0: Oh, it's only 130 days. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah. Also, they're bigger. Yeah, you've got big balls.
1: You can get a more powerful wish, except yeah. when it comes to resurrection, because you can resurrect someone just a single person with the Namekian ones, but a whole crowd with the uh, the uh Earth ones. Yeah, which
0: is funny, because I, I feel like that took a lot of testing for them to be like, all right, I'm going to wish for, I don't know, like 10 people? 10 people coming back to life? Does that, does that work, Shenron? What do you got for me, 10?
1: Shenron's like, yeah, sure.
0: 10, that's good, yeah. You want to go higher? You want to go 13? You got three more people you wish weren't dead?
1: Yeah, and... plus you get three wishes for the Namekian one instead of just one.
0: Yeah, which technically means you get three people
1: back. Yeah. So anyway, there's a whole...
0: D- But the whole game's got to be built around this kind of fear that the players are just going to assemble these Dragon Balls, which, admittedly, doesn't seem like it's all that hard to do. Your character can happily fly at Mach 6.
1: Yeah. And, in-universe, a Dragon Ball detector exists. Yep,
0: sure does. Thank you, Bulma. Thank you, Capsule Corp. Thank
1: you. I'm glad that Bulma got that because she wanted a boyfriend.
0: (laughs) All right, so, uh...
1: Okay, so that was my favorite thing in here. What's your favorite?
0: Uh, I like the whole you have to yell power names to get the extra bonus to, to hit with them. Okay. I thought that was cute. It's a you great know. way to get players to play the game, and it's it, it's it's fun to be, like, standing there going, like, Super Ultra Mega Beam, or yeah. whatever it is you're going to do.
1: Ice Beam! Ice Beam!
0: <laughs> Carbonadium Smasher!
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <all laughs> Bar- are, yeah, mine are all just going to be from the Marvel vs. Capcom franchise. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gamma Tsunami!
0: My favorite was in Marvel vs. Capcom, I think just the first one, or maybe this It was either the first or the second one, where it would combine the two moves' names on screen when you used it to kill someone or take someone out for good. And you'd get things like Optic Barrage and so on. Uh-huh. And that, or, or Optic Knee, which yeah. was awesome, but it meant there were two of them you could get. One of them by... I don't remember who I had to combine to get these, but one of them was Star Destroyer, and the other one was Death Star. <laughs> Good. I remember Star Destroyer was Captain America hanging out with, uh.
1: Yeah, because it's Stars and Stripes.
0: Yeah, it's Stars and Stripes and then, uh, Omega Destroyer, which means it was Omega Red. There you go. So if you use the two of them together, you got Star Destroyer flashing across the screen. You're like, I was like, fuck yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All it took was bringing down that wall.
1: <laughs> bringing it together, finally.
0: Americans and Russians hanging out. Woo. All right. Uh, so yeah, that's my favorite thing is yelling stuff and, and, Acting out the
1: dumb moves, being halfway like, between a LARP and a regular. If I'm going to play
0: fucking Dragon Ball the RPG, I'm going to play Dragon Ball. Yeah, I'm going to have a better time, <laughs> right? That's all. Because otherwise, if I was, I'm not going to sit down and try and play this game as a technical challenge.
1: No. That's not the point.
0: No, this is a physical challenge of a game. That's yeah, this, what this
1: is the double dare of RPGs. Yeah,
0: of the games I can, this is, this is digging around in a giant nose till you find a flag. That's what this game is. It's
1: straight up just, I'm wearing a bucket on my head and someone is throwing a goo balloon into it.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's what this game is. <laughs> double dare. <laughs> Look it up,
1: young listeners. Come on, Double Dare, it was great. Mark Summers, he tells you how stuff is made now.
0: Yeah, nowadays he just tells you how candy was made, <laughs> and then packaged. And he sits in a diner while he does it. He's He doesn't have his, his cool charm of the yesteryear.
1: Aw, oh, so sad.
0: Your least favorite thing about Dragon Ball Z, the anime adventure game?
1: I've said it several times during the review, but it's randomly rolling for power level. It yeah, is that's... the one thing in this game that I was like, no, that was a terrible idea, don't do that. If you're gonna have power level be so integral to how good you are as a player because it's how much you can spend to make your energy blasts or extra attacks or your weird techniques like having a clone pop up or whatever it you have to spend it to fly you have to spend it to do basically anything yeah to say that oh well this guy just randomly rolled and he is literally six times better than you like oh great well fuck it then i don't care
0: Right, it is kind of a problem. And it's weird because the rest of the game uses a nice simple point-by system and it's like they just didn't stick the landing.
1: Oh yeah, that's why it's also so terrible to me is because everything else was so balanced to then say, okay, but this one thing. This it, is the one thing.
0: It's especially bad because the levers are there to fix it into a good point-by system. You have three relevant areas in the power level. You have the raw power level itself. You have the power up, which is how much more you can get by standing around yelling. Yeah. And then you have a recovery rate. So by just saying, okay, you've got a hundred points to spend on these three things, you could easily build another point buy system that would, that would give people a semblance of more balance.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you could say like, oh yeah, well, my starting level isn't super great, but what I can do is power up or what I can do is, uh, get my power back. So I don't have a lot to spend in any given attack, but I'll get a- enough back that I will, you know, in an aggregate, be spending more. I
0: could just constantly hose blasts out. Just be, 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 be forever. And yeah, I without... just shoot
1: little energy beams instead of trying to spirit bomb people.
0: Yeah, so it, it was there. The, the tools were there to build that into a functional system and it, and it just didn't stick the landing.
1: Yeah, that was that's why it's the worst thing in there is because you can see how it would work and yet it didn't. Yeah. Okay, so for you, what, what makes you the saddest in here?
0: Uh, I'm going to say the thing that you have to roll to play as a Saiyan or a Namekian, and you the, the odds are super against you.
1: Yeah. It's just
0: unnecessary. I mean, again, it's funny because we're both saying the same thing. The times when this book goes random are bad. Yep. There's no reason for them. If you're playing in the Vegeta saga, you want to play as Vegeta. <laughs> or Goku or Gohan. I mean, granted, Gohan's four and kind of sucks in this time period. But, uh, but you know, they're fun. It's fun to play as Namekians and Saiyans. That's what's cool. Yeah. No one I wants mean, to play Yamcha.
1: Well, I'm sure someone wants to play Yamcha. I think it's Bulma. Hey. Hey, ho.
0: <laughs> she ends up with Vegeta, though.
1: Oh, I know. And it's terrible. Yeah. Should have been with Yamcha. I ship Yamcha and Bulma.
0: <laughs> or Yolma, as I think it's known. Yamcha. <laughs> Yama. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, uh, so yeah, I, I didn't care for that. I feel like just let people pick, especially since it's just not that big of a deal. I mean, I can understand where you're like, oh, I'm trying to keep the world rare, and there's only one Piccolo on Earth, and then there's Kami, who's another Namekian living up above Earth, but no one else has ever sees these guys. They're so rare that they don't even know that they're aliens. So what? Let people play them if they want. You can come up with a story that explains that. You're letting people play as wolf guys.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you're already being like, oh, you're one of the incredibly few people on the planet that can actually, like, shoot energy beams and fly and punch a tank, and who even cares? You're like, Okay. So you're making superheroes, but then you're like, yeah, but you can't be a green superhero. Yeah.
0: You also can't be one with cool hair. <laughs> so that was kind of a, that was kind of a bummer. And I, you know, again, easily fixed by just ignoring it. Yep. So there you go. Would you play Dragon Ball Z, the anime adventure role-playing game?
1: You know, I probably would. I it's mean, so if easy you, to make. If you tweaked the, uh, the stuff we were talking about, the random shenanigans, and actually gave a certain degree of uh, choice to power level, and then you can pick your race, whatever. Yeah, it's a fine, serviceable system. It's just 3D6-based with some modifiers. It's easy enough. You've got a decent balance between accuracy and power. Like, it's a very simple system. If someone said, hey, I want to do a goofy anime thing, and I want you to be a Dragon Ball fighter, Come play this game. I go, all right, sure. Yeah. No, I feel about the same
0: way. So yeah,
1: I would probably also play this game for the same reason.
0: It's, it's very quick and simple. The, I, I actually don't mind the move mechanic of just putting little action figures on the table. I think that's fun. I think it's especially that kind of thing when you're trying to teach a new ga- uh, kid how to play like role playing games to be like, all right, go get your action figures. Let's play with those. That'll be great.
1: Yeah. It's you just, how far do I move? Well, lay your action figure down on his side and. Move them forward three lengths. You know, if you think
0: about it, that basically means that this has stolen the mechanic for moving from the famous game Beer and Pretzels.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, I assume the guys who made Beer and Pretzels are probably forming a lawsuit right now.
0: Yeah, because Beer and Pretzels use the exact same system, where the, the average move of any given pretzel is equivalent to one beer laid on its side. Yeah. And if it's moving through forest or dif- otherwise difficult terrain, it can instead move the length of one beer standing up. Yeah. Uh, so so it's the same thing. Uh, whatever, you know? I, I'm sure that the guys who work at Beer and Pretzels would be worth it, or be willing to forego any kind of legal action ex- in exchange for, like, a written apology.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it's just a common cease and desist. It's not yeah. like they're trying to ruin the company.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't want to ruin our Talsorian games. I think they do a great job doing what it is they do. They're fine by me. But, you know, just... Just a written apology, maybe a bunch of free games. Just an acknowledgement yeah, and a big like sack of money with oh. a dollar
1: sign on oh, it. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. One of those giant sacks of money with a dollar sign on it. The <laughs> kind that, that, you know, robbers steal. Yeah. Yeah, that kind the, of thing. The kind
1: yeah. you find in a bank yeah. and that a guy in a stripy shirt takes. Yeah,
0: it's exact sort of... And usually he leaves it on a nearby tree when he smells a pie.
1: Yeah, he that's, he floats over to the smell of a blueberry pie on a windowsill. Yeah,
0: that's all we want. All we want is a, a, a pie with hobo-lifting aroma and, and, a, and a, <laughs> i want
1: that on the tin now with hobo lifting a rope. yeah
0: and a, a just just a sack of money that says money on the side via a dollar
1: sign that's and all maybe maybe a big old black bomb with a wick Ooh, that'd be pretty good yeah a round bomb yeah just one of those big round black bombs with a white wick coming out of there Hmm.
0: yeah i'd also like a car i could drive around in that's the same size as me and yet there are like five of me on the car yeah that'd be pretty good yeah all right so You've heard it. You heard it there, our Talsorian, the makers of beer and pretzels. Just listing our very, very reasonable demands. The
1: super reasonable demands. Yeah, nothing. Nothing dramatic.
0: <laughs> you got anything else you want to bring up this week, John?
1: Uh, not really. I mean, we've got. Uh, we said it on Twitter, but for anyone listening who doesn't follow us on Twitter, you're dumb and should follow us on Twitter. But we have gotten our first tickets to a con coming up. We're going to be going to Kublacon in the Bay area over near San Francisco. That's right.
0: At the SFO airport Radisson, I think is where it's being held. It's Memorial day weekend. So March or sorry, May 27th through 31st or something like that. I don't remember exactly. I don't have that deep, those details in front of me, but we have both registered for the convention. We are looking at the possibility of running a game while we're there, just getting one of the tables and running a game. Uh, chances are we could run Duckman, so if you'd like to finally play Duckman, let us know on twitter or facebook that you're going to be there that you're going to look for us and that you'd play in our game because we don't want to embarrass ourselves and just sit at an empty table
1: oh yeah we're not going to register for a game and then just sit there looking at each other we do enough of that as it is i
0: know i spend way too much time looking at john i would much rather look at Duckman character sheets <laughs> that is exactly right yep so let us know if you can meet us out there we'll host something you know, even if nothing else, we'll do a bar night where you can come out and meet us and drink with us and buy us drinks or whatever. Yeah, we're,
1: we're going to host a night where you can come out and buy us things. That's
0: exactly right. It's going to be held at Toys R Us.
1: <laughs> oh my God, you are a child. <laughs> what? All right, wait. You pick a location. Okay, we'll be at Good Vibrations if you want to come meet us.
0: <laughs> it's gonna, John needs sex toys. I need
1: so many dildos, you guys. Come on. <laughs>
0: All right, well, we're going to need to get you Toys R Us grade dildos. <laughs> so,
1: G.I. Joe action figures? Mostly <laughs> Duplos, sub-G.I. Joe. <laughs> oh, man, I don't want that inside of me. Hey, look
0: at this. We went full circle.
1: Guess yeah. what's up? My butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's it's nice. It, it
0: rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We do have another big discussion coming up. Uh, we've started running actual play podcasts. Yeah, you can find the first of that on our website if you missed that. Uh, you'll by the time this releases, you'll be able to find the first two actually, because it'll the be, uh, the second episode will come out the day before this. Oh, good. Yeah, so there'll be two of those. Both of us playing of us playing Doctor Magnet hands with friends. We're gonna change up the uh, the the roster. We're gonna change up the game from time to time just to keep it fresh and interesting. Who knows what we'll play and win? We are still, however, working on the mechanic for distribution. Uh, we've been considering maybe moving the patreon to a monthly instead of a per episode we got a whole bunch of ideas in the air for how to put those out in a in a fashion that works for everybody so thanks so much for listening as always uh keep us informed with things you'd like to hear us do
1: yeah if if you've got a game you want us to uh review let us know or if it's a pdf you can go ahead and email it to us if it's a book you can email us, and we'll give you the address to send the book to. Yeah, that's a, that would be at SystemMastery at gmail.com. You can also find
0: our website, SystemMasteryPodcast.com. You can follow us as System Mastery on Twitter or Facebook. And uh, those are all the different ways you can get a hold of us. Send us all your afterthought questions and movie and money. recommendations and money. What, oh, great, right, there is a Patreon.
1: Yeah, Thanks send us all writer. of your money.
0: We have a Patreon. If you want to support that, then you get our bonus content, which we're going to go record almost immediately here the bonus content once a uh every time we do a system mastery episode we also go back
1: and make characters in that game yeah you can find out what thrilling fighters will be on the next episode of dragon ball z (laughs) that's exactly right so
0: support us as system mastery on patreon if you like and otherwise thanks so much for listening we'll see you in a couple of weeks with another one of these and have a good week